You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the program. This is Morning Breath. We're a drive-time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. What we do is take a chapter of the Bible, read it, spend a little time studying it with the Lord, have a morning devotion, and then we come down to the studio here at the Merritt Island campus, and we read it on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us. It's Thursday, April 29th, and we're so glad you've taken time out of your busy day to join Pastor David Gemmon and I as we get into the Word. How you doing, Pastor David? I am doing great. I'm so excited. We've got an incredible chapter today, Luke That's 8. Cool. Man, so much good stuff. Yep. So good. good. There's a lot of good stuff, and it. it's very powerful. It's pretty long. It's 56 verses, too, and so there's a lot... Uh, we do need to get reading pretty quick this yep. morning, but we got a couple of things we want to tell you about. First of all, uh, I'll, I'll just let you go through all of it. You can tell them how to get in touch and then tell them the one announcement we have. Okay, so we want you guys to jump in. Morning Breath is a great way for a personal Devo, for a small group, taking your next step with Jesus inside the Word of God. Morning Breath is a great way to do that. And for you to plug in, there's different ways you can. One, go to our app. You'll see an icon, Morning Breath icon. It's about midway through the homepage. Click on that. You'll be able to get the chapters or episodes that we've done, or that we've already done, and the ones we're going to go into so you can plan uh, what you want to do with that. It's really cool. Best way, though, probably is get our app. Get the East Coast app. Go to your mobile app provider. Download the app. You'll be able to get Morning Breath. You'll be able to get the weekend experience that we've had. You'll be able to get uh, events and small groups that's going on at East Coast Christian Center. The app is a great resource. Also, follow us on social media because we intentionally put out encouraging, uplifting uh, uh, content So to, to bring you up throughout the week. We know sometimes life can get hard. And follow us on social media. That's Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. If you need anything else, just call us, 321-452-1060. We'll take care of you. We'll make sure you get plugged into Morning Breath and help you any way we can. Yeah. Also, May 7th, we have a marriage night coming. We did this two years ago. It was easily one of my favorite nights of the year. Um, we're having it coming up again May 7th at 6 p.m. at our at our Merritt Island location. Go to our website and sign up. Um, we have child care will be provided on that night. It's $40 per couple. Is it still? It might have gone up. Okay. It yeah, might. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I th- I- it's April 29th. I'd have to do the math. I don't remember when it was going to go up, but it might have gone up to 50. So, okay. okay. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure on that. So, 40 or 50, if you do go to our events page, it'll be there on our website and or on our app. Guys, if you're sitting here and you're like, oh, marriage night, absolutely not. No, no, this it'll be is a blast. fun. It is going to be like, there's going to be food. We're going to, we, let's just say we have some really cool surprises for that night. So, sign up. Invest in your marriage. It's the most important thing in your life outside of your relationship with Jesus. And uh, it's right before Mother's Day too, so it's a good, uh, good way to get some props. I mean, you're dealing with yeah. the mother of your children, and it's a great way to uh, right. to connect and and that with your wife. And uh, so we, you know, just recommend it. I think it's it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. There's food, events. There's going to be a great, uh, funny speaker. Uh, it's going to be good. We're going to have a great time, and nobody's going to get beat up. That's not what we do at East Coast. Mm-hmm. We're not here to tell you how many things you do wrong. We're here to encourage you and uh, strengthen you in your marriage. So Come yeah, on. We're doing it. How you doing, Nick? I'm doing well. Nick's running the program here. Yeah, Man, yeah. Boy, don't yell at me, Nick. I'm sorry. I'm doing well. 
I'm sorry. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. How many cups of coffee have you had? <laughs> whenever, whenever he wears his pink tutu, he it's, sort of gets that big manly voice. Exactly. He does. I don't know. It's he has to a, overcompensate. It's a con. Yeah. It's contest. I was just gonna say compensate, but you just, you had to take it to overcompensate. So. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. what we do. Um, overdo it. <clears throat> anyway. No. There's a lot of words written in red in this chapter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is there? This I don't, is gonna be fun. I don't have my Bible in red. You don't? I, no, I don't. I don't like red letter Bibles. Uh, can I tell you why? Why is that? This is a crazy thought. Okay, you ready? All right. All of this is the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Every bit of it is God breathed. So Jesus spoke it all. And so I have a little bit of a thing where I don't want just His words that He spoke in red to highlight over the other words that are in black, like they're less than. Mm. Because even though maybe Paul said it, it's God speaking it through Paul. Isn't that a wild? That's just wild for me. That's That's just like an old school. I I had that thing in me from the very beginning when I started reading the Bible, and I thought, I don't know if I want to. So I've never really embraced Mm. my own owning a red letter by a red uh you know the words of jesus in red right um but not that i'm against them at all i if you like them or other people like them i'm all in as long as you're reading your bible i'm happy um but that's my weird reason why i don't go for that well that's a good reason Uh, i'm not sure (laughs) but it's it's my reason (laughs) it is is. i like it i like it Word became flesh. Yep. That's all of it. I believe I mean? it. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was God. The Word was with God. I mean, that's in, that, That's all of it. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to read eight, uh, 56 verses. I'm going to read the first 28, and I'm going to read New King James. What are you going to read? We're read NLT. NLT. All right, Pastor Dan, I say to you, read, sir. Now it came to pass afterward that he went through every city and village, preaching and bringing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. And the 12 were with him. And certain women who had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom had come seven demons, and Joanna, wife of Chusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others who provided for him from their substance. And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. And some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables that, seeing they may not see and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy. And these have no root, who believe for a while, and in time of temptation fall away. Now the ones that fell among the thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and the pleasure of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. Mm. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who have heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it, and bear fruit with patience. 
No one, when he has lit a lamp, covers it with a vessel or puts it under a bed, but sets it on a lampstand, that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is secret that will not be revealed, nor anything hidden that will not be known come to light. Therefore, take heed how you hear. For whoever has to him, more will be given. Whoever does not have, even what he seems to have, will be taken from him. Then his mother and brothers came to him and could not approach him because of the crowd. And it was told him by some who said, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. But he answered and said to them, My mother and my brothers are these who hear the word of God and do it. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples, and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. But as they sailed, he fell asleep, and a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. And they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, are we perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. But he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and water, and they obey him. Then they sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. And when he had stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. This spirit had often taken control of the man. Even when he was placed under guard and put in chains and shackles, he simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness completely under the demon's power. Jesus demanded, What is your name? Legion, he replied, for he was filled with many demons. The demons kept begging Jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby, and the demons begged him to let them enter into the pigs. So Jesus gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to the nearby town and the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. As a crowd soon gathered around Jesus, they saw the man had been freed from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane, and they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told the others how the demon-possessed man had been healed, and all the people in the region of the Garanees begged Jesus to go away and leave them alone, for a great wave of fear swept over them. Jesus returned to the boat and left, crossing back to the other side of the lake. The man who had been freed from the demons begged to go with him, but Jesus said to him, sent him home, saying, No, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. So he went all through the towns proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. On the other side of the lake, large crowds welcomed Jesus because they had been waiting for him. The man, Then a man named Jairus, a leader of the local synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading him to come home with him. His only daughter, who was about 12 years old, was dying, and Jesus went with him. He was surrounded by the crowds. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She could find no cure. Coming up behind Jesus, she touched the fringe of his robes. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. 
Who touched me? Jesus asked. Everyone denied it. And Peter said, Master, this whole crowd is pressing up against you. But Jesus said, Someone deliberately touched me, for I felt the healing power go from me. When Jesus, when the woman realized that she could not stay hidden, she begged, she began to tremble and fell to her knees in front of him. The whole crowd heard her explain why she had touched him and that she had been immediately healed. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking to her, a messenger arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue. He told him, your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. But when Jesus heard that, heard what happened, he said to Jairus, do not be afraid, just have faith and she will be healed. When they arrived at the house, Jesus wouldn't let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the little girl's father and mother. The house was filled with people weeping and wailing, but he said, stop the weeping. She isn't dead. She is only asleep. But the crowd laughed at him because they all knew she had died. Then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, my child, get up. And at that moment, her life returned. She immediately stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were overwhelmed, but Jesus insisted they not tell anyone what happened. Amen. Wow. <clears throat> Pretty amazing uh, portion of scripture. I'm not sure where to go first. I, I will. I'll just touch on this. It says that uh, Jesus sent the, the demons into the pigs. Yes. <clears throat> so that proves to me. That animals can be demonized. And I'll just give you one word that will explain that to everybody listening. Cats. Yes. yes. Amen. No, sorry. Amen. If you love cats, we're just kidding. Did you your know. cats don't have the ability to smile? But whatever. Yeah, whatever. no, I, I, I don't doubt that, yeah. man. They look at me, lick their, lick their chops. I'm yeah. afraid one of them is going to eat me. Cats, I mean, cats are like wild beasts. They got claws. And I was over at a junkyard recently, and the guy had like a junkyard cat. Yep. And it was feral, but it, they started feeding it and it lived there. This thing's claws were sticking out of its back feet a half of an inch. It was like, man, nobody. I mean, that thing's been surviving out in the wild with yeah. coyotes and crazy animals around. That cat's no pushover. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't man. mess with that cat with, you know, anything but from 50 yards or something, you know. Amen. Anyway, so let's uh, say something serious. What uh, what what do you like the best in this chapter? What I, I what really <clears throat> jumped out at me is when Jesus said, where is your faith? Mm. You know, he didn't say, he said that in the moment with the storm. Verse 25. Yep. And it really kind of like, actually like kind of rocked me because I was about to start reading and, and I'm still like thinking and, and, and mauling over that. He didn't say, uh, he said, where is your faith? He didn't ask if they had faith. You know, he knew they had faith. They just put it in the fact of the outcome of them drowning and dying. He's like, no, no, no. It's almost like uh-huh. your faith is like what you're connected to, and you're always connected to something. And he's like, you haven't connected that faith to me. You know, you've connected the faith to this negative outcome. You've connected the faith to to something else. And he, that's why he's like, where is it? Like, wh- where are you putting it? Because you are putting your faith somewhere. Mm. All right. You might be putting it in yourself. You might be putting it in your finances. You might be putting it in some some other, you know, worldly mindset. And that's why I think that poor, that question really like rocked me because Jesus is saying, "Where is you, where are you putting your faith?" Yeah, and definitely fear is faith that something bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've often shared that fear and faith are really the same thing. We just term them differently. 
uh, in this case, they had faith in the storm. They had faith in, you know, the, yep. the wind and the waves, that type of thing. Instead of having faith into verse 22, he said, let us cross over to the other side of the lake. So we had talked about this, before, you know, a little bit on the Red Letter Bible. Every word of God has power. Yep. That, of course, would be in red. Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And so we know that is Jesus speaking. And the word of God, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So their faith should have been in those words. Let us cross over to the other side, not in the storm, not in the wind, not into the waves, but in the words of Jesus. Jesus gave them a command. And so in that command was enough power to get them to the other side. Now, this happens more than once in the life of the disciples. And I actually wrote down at the end, did they miss the lesson here? Um, Because they still were only focused. After he said, where's your faith? They were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, who can this be? For he commands even the winds and water, and they obey him. And they weren't focused on where they missed it. They were still focused on what Jesus did to get them out of the mess. Mm -hmm. But what they didn't see is what Jesus said in the beginning, which would have carried them through the mess to the other side, because God's word has enough power in it to get you to the other side. There is Jesus wouldn't speak something in your heart if he wouldn't give you with it the power to accomplish it. It's not fair. Come on. It's not fair. Go to the other side. Oh, we can't. Yep. <clears throat> we can't do it. I can't obey you, Jesus, because the problem is too big. Yep. No, the word of God has enough power in it to get you through the problem. Amen. Either to, to stop the problem like Jesus did, calm the wind of the waves, or to keep your focus right to get to the other side through the storm. Amen. One way or the other, the word of God has enough power in it to get you to the other side. Um, there's a lot of dream I'm going to say it this way, dream crushers in life that try to crush our dreams, try to crush what we believe maybe God has spoken to us on the inside. But faith is holding on to what God said in spite of the dream crushers or the things that happen in life that try to try to maybe blow it up so that it doesn't happen. Amen. Amen. I, uh, I love also the part where the young woman comes down. That was, that was a big part. I also like – I'm torn now because I like that there's a point where Jesus kicks everybody out of the room. Mm, I love uh, that. With, with, with Jairus's daughter. And I actually almost cracked a joke about it when I was reading the chapter. But like yeah. how savage do you have to be to be laughing while a girl is dead yeah. when he says, hey, she's not dead? And then they laughed. Even if they didn't believe him, I've done many funerals, you would not laugh at the funeral. You would not laugh in the presence of the family member. You would walk outside and be like, who is this guy? Is he lost his mind? Yeah. They openly laughed. So this crowd was definitely not who I would have wanted around me either. Yeah, and, what, what it tells me is in this day and age, from what I understand, is they actually had very often paid mourners, people who would come and make the sounds of mourning. What this tells me is they were not sincere in their feelings mm-hmm. of grief. If they could change from the deep grief they had to laughing and ridiculing Jesus in the snap of a finger, that tells me that they weren't deeply grieving in the first place. Because if I'm deeply in grief and you say something crazy, I might go, oh, oh, 
I might be shocked or make a noise in my throat or like, what? But I wouldn't go from weeping for a lost family member to, you know, laughing in your face. Right. I think it's just too big a change. Yeah, and I think Solomon really um, jumps in on this. How we Solomon respond. was there? Yeah, I think he that's really, awesome. He was, you know, on uh, on the level of this. You know, if a friend comes to you or a family member comes to you that is going through something hurtful and yeah. painful, and yeah. you know, don't be one of those people, even in good intent, that says, "Hey, you know what." Turn that frown upside down. Oh. You know, no, meet them where they're at. There is a season yeah. for mourning. Yes. There is a season for weeping. There is a and and meet them where they're at. And that is not being outside of faith. Okay. And uh sometimes you don't need to give the person that's hurting a solution because we know Jesus is gonna show up. All right. We know that he is gonna speak to that situation. You know, and, and on the real, some of the things is Jesus speaks and that person enters with him forever in paradise and we get to send a family member home to be home with Jesus. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Other times we see healing and that's an amazing thing. Yeah. But either way, we take care of the person and we trust trust Jesus in the process. Yeah. Read verse 54 from the New new yeah. Living. Oh. I mean, let me pull You got to get back up. Your yeah, phone my fell asleep. My, uh, oh, your battery's a little low. Yeah. Don't you have a charger for him in here? We need a charger. I got it. I need a charger. 54? 54. 54. Jesus took her by the hand and said... Wait a minute. What about put him outside? Then Jesus took her by the hand and said in a loud voice, my child, get him. That's all I have for 54. Um, It's not in there. You must have read it in the New King James this morning or a different translation because it's one of the things they omit in the New Living translation. Really? It's, again... uh, now, here's Picky Dan on his Bible translations. But in this chapter alone, there were three sentences in what you read that they omit because of the New You translation, you know, the New You uh, uh, manuscripts that they get a lot of the Catholic Bibles from and some of the newer translations. Now, the New King James, the King James has them all, but the New King James has them, but it has a footnote next to it. Like verse 48, read that for the New Living. All right. 48 says this. Daughter, he said to her, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. So the New King James says, daughter, be of good cheer. That's the part that's left out in that one. And I could go right down. There were at least three sentences that weren't there. But that's what's interesting is it doesn't say he put them outside. In, in NLT. In the NLT. That's a big deal. It is a big deal. But what's what's reassuring to me that even in the NLT, when you look at the story in another gospel, yes. it does say he put them outside. Okay. So we know that he did. And we have that, you know, verified through another gospel mm-hmm. that it happened. And so, you know, even if you couldn't get it from here in the NLT— when you read the same story in another gospel, you would have got that he that he put them all outside, I, and when he thrown them all out, and he needs to because you yeah, need to. If absolutely. you got people that are, if you're going through some, you need to throw out those people that aren't standing in faith with you. Come on, and that's savage to say. But guess what? We serve a savage God, and we live in savage times, and we can't just be taking anybody that's going to come along with a whim and not looking to support us. There's times, man, like these disciples in a boat, Pastor Dan and myself have been in boats in storms, all right? You don't you don't lollygag, for lack of a better term. you got to be serious about what you're doing, serious about your focus. 
And um, if people aren't willing to take that seriousness with you, throw them out of the boat. Yeah, throw, <laughs> throw them out of the boat. Wow, we're out of time already. Wow, can you believe that? Hey, wow. we're, we'll be back in a little bit. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321-453-453. Kids. That's 
Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Hey everybody, welcome back. So glad you could be here. Pastor David had been talking about getting rid of the ridiculers and make sure if you believe in God that you can't just stay with the with the, the laughers or the people that aren't going to believe because of the s- savage, I think is the word, times that we live in. And it, he's certainly correct about that. But I wanted to bring up one more point about that. What's interesting is when he went in, he only brought Peter, James, and John and the mom and dad. And I think that's interesting because you could say, oh, you know, uh, 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 who would you not bring in or who would you bring in? I actually, you know, don't believe in getting 100 people to pray with me. Amen. Um, I would rather have three people who really believed than a general group of 100 people. Um, so I'm just encouraging you, you know, pick your battles, but also pick those who battle with you well. I would rather see two or three agree than, you know, just tell everybody you know and hope a few people hit it. And I don't think it works that way. Let's believe and get strong believers in there. Amen. See Amen. you, Pastor see David. You Bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.